Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Oh, it's all love in Green Bay. After yesterday, until it's not. Like, like you need these days, I think, sometimes to calm. You know that song? Can you name the band? No, I don't know the He's song. acting again. He, he was playing the role, though. You would have thought he knew every word. He did, actually. For a minute, there, I actually thought he might be able to say what the name of the band is. Do you know the name of the band? I why would you make that face? Maybe you do. You know me. Do I, I bet you know, you know the name of the It's my band. wife's favorite band. All right. You know Mac. Sure All right. See, Evan. Not, no, I wanted to go around the room first. What is I knew no, you knew band, No, Evan. I ruined it. We're, we're two it's minutes t- in. T- we got to get to sports. Oh, my God. We're not even two minutes in. We're get back 19. to sports. Stop having fun. Was it Fleetwood or Mac? Who? It's Mac. It was... It was Mick Fleetwood. Yeah, Mick Fleet. That's what it was. Yeah. Mick. I said Mac. One of the one of the band members. Fleetwood? No, Mick. No, Mick it's Fleetwood. Mick one Fleetwood. One of the band members ah, went Fleetwood off on Mac. their own, and then Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Okay. So Stevie you do sports, right? Okay. Lindsey Buckingham. He's screaming in my ear. Sports. No, I. <laughs> he literally just screams. <laughs> well, sports. yes, because that is stop what, having fun. I'm sure that's what the people on social media is telling our producers. We talk about. Other things other than sports. You know, they don't too get much. the sports enough. We don't get the sports enough. So let's go. Should we though? Yes. Why not? It's Thursday. Only, only because I just feel rebellious now. I almost feel like we should just go the opposite you way. You rebellious? Just set the tone. Jay's rubbing off on you. <laughs> I didn't even say anything. <laughs> and what are you talking about? Hey, phrasing. Mm. Hmm. That is true. That would yeah. make me uncomfortable, Jay. Please don't do that. I, well, Key mentioned it. I did not. He did. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin. We're brought to you by Mako. With Mako and their magic, your car's no longer tragic. We're rhyming. If life throws you uh-ohs, just say better get Mako and head to Mako.com and get an online estimate today. Did, you, you talk about how mini camps are. It's, ah, it's mini camp. You're very dismissive of it. But this is an important one in the NFL because yesterday – after the first day of Jordan Love not looking good and it became, you know, where you start to go into DEFCON 5 because no Aaron Rodgers and what are you going to do and what if they don't make the playoffs and what if they are, you know, start the season 0-3. You think of all the bad things that can happen. Well, it's amazing how the difference a day can make when he goes 10 of 17 <laughs> and throws a couple of really nice passes and Rob Domofsky, who covers the Packers for us, is tweeting about just how good he looks uh, Jordan Love, I mean, the backup quarterback, or at least now he's QB1. And now it's, hey, question mark? all QB is well. QB1 question mark? All is well. It's Jordan fixed. Love can play. That's our answer. He's good. He's ready to go. And Jordan Love told us. Pass Skelly's our one, answer. He will be 100% ready to go in week one. We really do this to people. We really take people on the roller coaster ride of saying, hey, he's the guy. And tomorrow, hey, he's not the guy. It's the day-to-day, baby. Come on, man. That's what it, it is. Give Look, some, it, kind it, it, here's, here's, some kind of perspective Some kind of perspective I'm going to give a, a real perspective. Give me the perspective. They got a good football team. Mm-hmm. He's not that damn bad if they know what to do with Jordan Love. They don't, have, they don't need him to be Aaron Rodgers. They just need him to kind of bring him along, ride the ship, so to speak, and they got great – they got good defense at times. They mm-hmm. needed to replace the linebacker, shore up the secondary. Linebacker was an issue. Which they did. They got some skill positions in Lazar and Adams. They got a running back in Jones. The offensive line is okay. They got some stuff. And they're in a division where – He's sh- not a right. bum. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just not a bum. So that's where we're at it's now? Just, it, it was what do you mean? Because, hick. I, I understand it, it, but, but the way people make it sound, OJ – is that he can't play football. 
Is he as good and serviceable as some of these other dudes that's running around? Yes. You saw what happened to San Francisco when they lost Jimmy Garoppolo. They stayed competitive and won. Mm -hmm. They lost their entire roster for the most part, depleted. They stayed competitive and won games. They're losing Aaron Rodgers, which is an important piece of the ingredient. But they got an ingredient that may not be the same spice, but it could potentially be okay if they do it right. So they can still be good. It'll just look different. It'll look different. Right. That's what you're saying. I mean, look at the vision. Look at the Bears have a lot of question marks with management. Justin Fields, Andy Dalton. Look at Detroit, Jared Goff. I mean, they're starting over. Detroit, starting all Mm -hmm. over. Minnesota, I mean, do you trust in Kirk Cousins? There's a lot of questions around there, even though I think they would probably be the favorite to win the division. Right. But, I mean, if if you're Jordan Love, looking at your surroundings, I don't know if you could ask for a better time, if the opportunity does present itself, for you to be that guy, to be serviceable. Think about it. serviceable. Think about it, Alan. You've covered teams in in this league a long time. Mm -hmm. Quarterbacks that are really bad, never really have top-flight talent around them like Devontae Adams. Like, think about it. Which bad quarterback, like really bad quarterback, really got an all-pro wide receiver and the quarterback is just god-awful? He was so bad he couldn't do anything with them? You you don't have that. You just don't have it. Because that particular position, they got a solid tight end. They'll be able to manage it. Doesn't mean they're going to win 13 games. Can they win a division? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just mentioned the yeah, division. Yeah. You just talked I, I was about asking it. you. Yeah, no, I'm I, saying you just talked yeah. about it. it. Is Jordan Love every bit as good as Justin Fields or Andy Dalton? I don't know. I haven't seen him yet, but let's assume probably so In within Green Bay. Is he as good as – is the Green Bay team better than the Detroit Lions? Absolutely. Is Kirk Cousins as good as – Justin Fields, is is Minnesota as good as Green Bay? Without Aaron Rodgers, they become even Steven. Without Aaron Rodgers, they become even Steven. But that's why I was saying that like, when it comes to minicamps and opportunity, because Jordan Love didn't get much opportunity. Yeah. Like, he didn't get a lot of opportunity behind Aaron Rodgers. This is now his time. This is really a great evaluation time for the Packers to even find out if you got something well, you really need to know else. before, because if you don't, if, if you at least, like you said, you see something. Yeah. Just something that tells you, all right, it looks good. But, but you, we can work with you, this. If not, they got to go, they got to go shopping for a quarter. No, a you're not going to be able to go shop for a quarter. Well, I know, it's but. Too late. But do you think, do you think yesterday they walked away saying, ah, now, now we know something. You I don't think, think there they, was a sense of relief? No, I think they knew something something beforehand. That's why they went to move up in the draft to get him in the first place. Absolutely not. They looked at that and was like, okay, well, he threw it where he was supposed to throw it. They're not not fans. This is their livelihood and their jobs as coaches and front office people. They're watching the film. What Rob is seeing is, oh, my God, he threw the wheel route wide open. He, that probably wasn't even where he was supposed to throw the damn ball. <laughs> no, th- this is – I get it. When you go back and you watch the film, the wheel route might have been the third option. It just happened to get open, but so was the shallow cross. A show was the deep in cut. Mm. It was – those were the ones that was open, but he took that throw. That may, that may tell them, why would you take that throw? Because in real live games, you'll never get backside to get to that. Because there's J.J. Watt coming on your left ear. 
or there's Von Miller coming right in your face or there's somebody coming right up the gut blitzing. Mm -hmm. They'll go back, watch the film, look at it and make the corrections. Yes, we can tweet out and say, oh, he hit so-and-so here and -and so-and-so there on it. But those might not even be the right reads. Mm. That is how, that is what minicamp is for, to be able to see if he can do those things and process the information correctly. Right, and if he can't, they got to put a lot more work into him, or exactly. they got to decide that if maybe he can, he'll be in Green. Portals. If he can, he'll be in Green Bay at the end of June and all through July, <laughs> and before exactly. trading camp, putting in the work, mad yeah. while everybody else is with Jay Will in does Miami. That, does, <laughs> Does any of this like <laughs> does any of this though like does any of this though change even what they end up doing with Aaron Rodgers and, and and just this is what I meant by it is you don't have to trade him right now if he's not going to play and you can feel pretty comfortable with Jordan Love right and at the end of the season you then can trade Aaron Rodgers for draft picks that you already know what those picks are going to be right now you trade him for draft picks I that don't want you around if you're not playing for me. Well, then don't be around, well, not, but I'm not, not really trading around. you. No, meaning, yeah. meaning I don't want you and every time I look you up. You don't want the questions I every day? I don't need it. You want to put it behind you. You got to put it behind that young kid if you're moving on with him. You cannot. But don't you think the market for him would be better after the season when teams are like, I need a quarterback. Like, no. I need, I'm willing to give there's up more. There's a team right now. There's a team in the top ten I can get a higher there's a team pick, right now that needs a quarterback in the Denver Broncos. You've got a chance to win the championship, man, or come out of the AFC. And we got what you need. He's pretty shiny and clean. There's no dents on him. We put him in the shop. We got him fresh. What you got for me? Well, Deshaun Watson made it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Play. He wants to go to Denver, too. Yeah, and they're going to have to matter. Which wait one for you him. want? I'll take Aaron Rodgers. Well, see, but. now to me, that, and I know we got to run here, but, but that also was the caveat, is now all of a sudden it's, wait a minute, I might have to compete. With, now I've got the Texans could send them a quarterback, which means the price could go down because mm. now you got two guys they could get. So okay, I'm not going to. I'm not Where giving you all that for him. can the Texans send them? The, they can send him Deshaun Watson. Oh, Desha- to the point is, is that Denver could say, "I don't need to pay a high price for Aaron Rodgers because I'll get this guy. Exactly. They don't want as much as you do." Now you've got two teams kind of okay. Kind do of, that then. Go right in. All right. <laughs> it could say, no, which is why you'd want to make that trade now so you're not involved in that kind of a market. All right. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. We're coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. The Titans have a new wide receiver duo, but will it crack Key's top wide receiver, wide receiver Come on, duos man. in 7-11. the NFL? That's next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. We asked Key to put together a list, Key's Ooh. rankings, of the best <laughs> duos, <laughs> wide receiver duos in the NFL. We'll find out right now. Key, take it away. I'm the smartest guy in the box, so I like that too. Key's real rankings. Well, this one is, is going to intense music, be interesting when you think about it. So I got eight of them. And I know I'm probably missing some people, and people are going to say, well, what about these tight ends and these receivers? It's a top five list. No, I have eight. You don't understand. He always has arbitrary numbers. I do what I want to do. Apparently. Don't tell Keyshawn what to do. Arrogant diva Keyshawn. (laughs) It's on the top. It's on the top. People can't can't see it. So I'm just saying. His name is first. So I'm going to do what the hell I want to do until somebody tells me something different. Number eight. Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. And I know OBJ missed last season, yeah. for most part of last season, because of ACL. I think he'll be back fine coming back. And when you pair these two guys with that running game and what they have at the tight end position and the quarterback, Baker Mayfield in this offense, how can you not? You saw him cooking early on in the year. Baker Mayfield wasn't having the best year, but he was having a solid one at the start. And we saw OBJ and we saw Landry together. Mm-hmm. Number seven, this one is new. Because Julio, Brown, Julio Jones comes over from Atlanta with A.J. Brown. Now, I'm not in love with it, but I think when you have two dynamic presents, big, fast, strong receivers on the outside, if Julio can stay healthy, it's going to be something to watch. I don't know what they're going to do in the passing game. Maybe they do something a little bit different. But regardless, when you have these two studs on the outside, you can make hay at quarterback. Oh, yeah. Number six, Number out six. west. Oh, there we go. Uh, there it is. Well, you, you start off randomly with eight. They pro- okay. Yeah, they don't, don't even have. have I don't eight. think we have an eight. They didn't have an eight. Number well, they should have known eight. that pre-production. If you were here at the meeting, uh, you would know. I was on a Zoom call Just driving in, so you would know. Don't try me. <laughs> All right, out west, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Yeah, seemed like Keenan Allen been in the league like a hundred years. Yeah, didn't he play with you? No, he didn't play with me. But that, that would be Keenan McCardell. But this is one, and Keenan Allen probably get mad at me because I got him too low. He's always he – He's wants not to even be, in your top five. He wants to be higher yes. all the time on things. But Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen has been a consistent man since being healthy in the National Football League. Early on, both of these guys have had injury problems in their careers. They got a quarterback. But as too. long as they stay healthy, they certainly have a quarterback in Justin Herbert. Yeah. They got a nice running game, new head coach. They should be in the mix in the AFC West, believe it or not. All right, here's your top five now. Number five. Finally. Five. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Can't have a show and can't have a list Ooh. without mentioning the Cowboys. Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. Really? Getting a quarterback healthy and Dak Prescott is so important. Mm-hmm. CeeDee Lamb is young. He can learn a lot from Amari Cooper. And I know you look at it and you say, well, okay, 
this is interesting because Amari Cooper has had a history of the dropsies. But I think when you put these two receivers together in that passing game that the Cowboys can bring to the table, they're in the top five. Mm. Number four. Super Bowl champions, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah. Number four. I mean, it, it, it speaks for itself. They stay healthy, and it seems like this is a trend with the receivers, right? Yeah. If they stay healthy. Yeah, right, right. If, if these two guys can stay healthy, you got two alpha dogs. You got one guy that can play in a slot, and Chris Godwin, who's amazing at doing his work. And you got Mike Evans on the outside who can lift the coverage. Beast. Big body red zone target who had a pretty good year last year, although it was his first year with terrific Tom, who says he wasn't 100% healthy. Once he gets healthy, watch out. Number three. This one, a young stud in Justin Jefferson from the Minnesota Vikings along with Adam Thielen. This, you, you talk about Kirk Cousins. They're going to be probably missing Aaron Rodgers in the division. Kirk Cousins loves to throw the football to Justin Jefferson. We saw him as a rookie light the NFL up. I don't see him slowing down whatsoever, only getting better. And we know what Adam Thielen is. We've watched him have a Pro Bowl career. Slice defensive backs up at that position. So he reminds me, as they would say, of a 2.0 Jordy Nelson. Number two. Number two is DeAndre Hopkins in A.J. Green. Now, A.J. Green is coming from Cincinnati to join the Arizona Cardinals. But DeAndre Hopkins is going to suck up all the oxygen in the room. <laughs> so he'll get an opportunity to shine at his new spot in Arizona if he stays healthy. If he stays healthy. A.J. Green was a monster when healthy. I don't see where he's going to slack off at all, especially in a passing system where they want to push the ball down the field on a consistent basis. Number one. Number one for me is D.K. Metcalf. Well, did he run 10-2 or something like that? Ridiculously 10-2 time. Yes. And you got Tyler Lockett, the little guy who consistently gets it done in the return game as well as at the receiver position. So you got a young stud in DK Metcalf, which is a freak, and then you also got Tyler Lockett as my number one. All right. I don't just, know who I'm missing, though. feel like I'm missing somebody. Well, I just want to know because some of the order here, I need you to explain – what your uh, what you use sort of as your baseline for picking this is it based on production that you expect? Is it just based on their talent, regardless? Like how did you how did you come up it, with this? It's based on their talent, just talent. It's based on their talent and the production that I forecast that moving okay. forward. So both those things combined because Odell and Jarvis Landry, yeah, they talent gotta, wise, like they gotta be higher, right? I'm Way surprised higher. they got to do coming off of ACL. We don't know what they're and it's a heavy run game. That they want to, you know, in Cleveland, they want to run the football. Uh, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, talent-wise? Like, again, I know you don't like the fit in the offense. A.J. Brown and Julio, talent-wise, but their system isn't going to allow them to get the same type of numbers as a DeAndre Hopkins or D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I have a question for you. How about Robbie Anderson and D.J. Moore? I mean, they both had 1,000 yards last season. And that's probably where they're going to be. Sam Throne. 1,000 yards. I don't think anybody from the defensive coordinator side – is sitting at home, and no disrespect to DJ Moore or or uh, Robbie. Robbie Anderson, they're sitting at home, staying up till four a.m. in the morning, trying to figure out how to stop them. Hmm. DK Metcalf, they're sitting at home, pacing in their front yard, trying to figure out how to shadow box them. And they're do- I don't yeah. know that they're doing that for those guys. They're doing that for DeAndre Hopkins. They're doing that for twenty million dollar slant Mike 
even though Slant's got him a hundred million dollar contract. I'd love to run some slants and get a hundred million, wouldn't you? <laughs> yes, I would. Even though but they they're sitting up at night trying to figure out how to defend those guys. I don't know that they're doing that in Carolina. We haven't talked enough about Odell and his return and what that could mean for Cleveland. I, I do think that's going to become a story uh, when Cleveland has uh, their minicamp because it's just, there is something about him as a talent and also as just a personality that draws a lot of attention. And we haven't really – he hasn't been around, you know, because of the injury. And, but and his impact is going to be very interesting it, it on is. that Browns offense. It is. It, and, and so, much like Stephon Diggs in Buffalo, Emmanuel Sanders – Cole Beasley. Mm. It's really Stefan Diggs one, that they're staying dude. up mm-hmm. at night for. Cole Beasley, they'll let him eat all day long because it's not going to ultimately hurt them at the end. Stefan Diggs is going to gut them. And so when I start to look at these things, I got to look at that. You talk about OBJ, where's he at in rehab? That's the big question. He's a hell of a football player. I know. Key, let me, let me ask you, what's the upside for Justin Jefferson, man? Because, I mean, could they could, – could that be? Could they ever be the best of the best? Because I mean, what he showed last year was. Yep. Could he ever be the best of the best, or them as a tandem? I mean, him. Would you? Would you ever think he has a chance to be one of the greats, with what you've seen thus far early in his career? I think he. I think he's going to be really good. I think he's going to be really not good. Next Pro level Bowl good. good. I don't know that he's going to be a put on a put, can put the passing game on his back. And allow him to be the guy, the alpha dog that carries the entire passing game. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's there. And what matters, of course, is who's throwing to all of these receivers we're talking about. That's a big part of the production, too. And that brings us back. They all got good quarterbacks, right? Let me think. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, everybody has a, a trade. Everybody got yeah. somebody. Has a name well, brand. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, yeah. they working with something yeah, a little well, different. I, mean, I like Tannehill, well. but, yeah. you know. Right, but the quarterback part of it, though, is always the conversation, and that remains the conversation in Green Bay. Jordan Love had a masterpiece yesterday in minicamp, and maybe that has changed the way the Packers are thinking about their quarterback situation. We'll discuss that after SportsCenter. Chris Paul, 14 points, 15 assists. What a game. He shoots another three. Shazam! We've seen this act, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. And it is fun to watch. Yes, it is. Timeout. Suns will take a timeout leading 102 to 75. Uh, it's fun to watch from a Suns perspective. That was the call, Arizona Sports 98.7 FM, as Phoenix rolls to a 123-98 win over the Denver Nuggets to take a 2-0 lead in their second-round series in the Western Conference. The Suns have won five straight games now in the playoffs. Chris Paul, at 36 years old, recorded his third career playoff game where he had at least 15 points, 15 assists with no turnovers. That's a clean game. Game three, Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. You can see it on ESPN. So the Celtics are starting to interview coaches, and they're getting permission to interview assistant coaches around the league. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting that Brad Stevens, who's now the Boston Celtics president, he has received permission to interview several assistants around the league, including L.A. Clippers' Chauncey Billups. Steven started making calls on Wednesday to get the okay to talk to several candidates for the job. To softball, top-seeded Oklahoma beat Florida State 6-2 to force a winner-take-all game three in the Women's College World Series. Jocelyn Allo 
had a go-ahead two-run home run in the top Shot. of the sixth. It was the Sooners' 159th homer of the season. That set a Division I single-season record. Game three today, 3 o'clock Eastern on ESPN. Sports Center. brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows from here on out. Every game is a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to get through the playoffs. It takes everything to capture a title. Good year. More driven. <laughs> What's got you laughing? Dude had one good day and probably one good drill, and now he they think he's the open. But, but you know what this is. I, mean, we, we I know about, it's just funny. We talk it's about important. Aaron Rodgers every single day. <laughs> And, and that's something that people out there need to know. Every single detail that comes out of that camp, including Jordan Love, will be national news. Yeah, can he or can't he is the question that everybody's well, asking tied about shoe. Jordan Love. Let's bring in Lewis Riddick <laughs> right now, our ESPN Monday Night Football analyst on the Goodyear Hotline. All right, Lewis, good morning. So, so we're, we're making a big deal about it. Reporters always make a big deal about a minicamp performance. But in your eyes, in your mm-hmm. estimation – is this was that an important day for Jordan Love and the Packers, or do we need to see? I mean, clearly we need to see more. But are we making too much of it? I guess. Yeah, of course we make too much of it. <laughs> I mean, but it's better to have it's better to have days like this than to not. I mean, now listen, it'd be even bigger news if we were reporting that Jordan Love looks terrible. Jordan Love can't, you know, command the huddle. Jordan Love can't, you know. Recall what what Matt Lafleur is telling him in his headset, and you know, in eleven on eleven situations, Jordan Love's throwing interceptions. Jordan Love looks inaccurate. I mean, then we'd have a real big problem. So of course they want to stack good days. Everybody wants to stack good days, especially in a situation like this where he's replacing potentially a living legend up there who right now is just trolling his team and basically basically has his team running around you know, constantly having to answer for and account for why he's not there, why he's ticked off, why he doesn't want to show up. And this young man, Jordan Loves, is kind of caught in the crossfire. And Aaron knows that. You know, I I think it's cool that Aaron has kind of said, hey, look, this is not Jordan Loves' fault, and he should not have to bear the brunt of the, you know, of what's going on between he and the Packers. But unfortunately, that's where he's at. And with that comes hyper-scrutiny with every throw, whether it be individual whether it be seven on seven, where whether it be inside Skelly, where he's just throwing the running backs and tight ends team, I mean he's just he's going to have everything hyper analyzed. It's just good though to hear that even the kid himself felt good yesterday and started to click a little bit in the context of this offense. That's always good, Lewis. We've seen these things in the league for a long time. You've been obviously in the personnel side. When a player leaks out that he doesn't want to be part of an organization anymore, what are the chances? that Aaron Rodgers plays for the Green Bay Packers this season? Honestly, Keith, I mean, no one – well, not I don't, I don't know Aaron personally, but knowing what others have said about him and what his track record has been as far as when he becomes convicted about something, I would say that if it's left up to him, the chances are slim and none. I'm going to take him at his word for it. But I would just say this, though, from the management side of things, because we've all we've talked about it a lot from Aaron's side of things. And I understand that. I get that. I I get kind of what he the message that he's trying to get across to this football team. But if you're the Packers right now, I, I wouldn't say a word. If I was sitting there in the front office of them and I had already created this situation, I would have said my piece, tried to go ahead and say, hey, look, I acknowledge the fact that you may not like how we do business. I'm going to need to be better with how I communicate with players, not just you but other veterans that have come through here that maybe I didn't 
communicate with and or handle their departure here in a way that makes people understand that I do understand that it's a relationship business. I would have done that. But number, and I would have tried to convince him that, look, maybe we misevaluated where you're at in your career. I would have done all that. But now I would just sit back and wait because I don't have to do anything as a general manager as a, and as a president. And if he doesn't want to play here, then that, that's on him. But I wouldn't have to do anything because I'm going to now evaluate my quarterback in these, these mini camps. I'm going to evaluate him once training camp starts. I'm going to have him play in preseason games. And quite honestly, I don't need to see anything from Aaron. I know what he brings to the table. Really, the next inflection point for me is the beginning of the regular season. Because then, well, let's just put it this way. The beginning of training camp is the next inflection point because that's when Aaron can start accruing some huge fines in addition to the fines that he could potentially be facing right now from missing mandatory minicamp. Then comes training camp. Then comes the beginning of the season. Then comes the trade deadline. Those are kind of the inflection points we need to look at right now as it relates to Aaron and the Packers and how serious Aaron really is. Is he willing to miss training camp? All of training camp, the beginning of the season. I mean, he's 37 years old. This is a guy who right now really, I mean, he's already shown them that he's in the prime of his career right now. When you're the reigning MVP, you're in the prime of your career. Mm -hmm. Is he willing to waste any days, any games, any years at this point in his career? So if you're the Packers and you're looking at it from from a management standpoint, from a strategic standpoint, you just sit and wait. Because there's no way you can win and really recoup you know, maximum value or fair value for a guy of his caliber at this point. There's no way you can. So you need to really just sit and wait. You need to play this out to the very, very end with him and test his resolve as far as is he really that committed to not playing for us. That's what they need to do. I don't want to see it happen that way. None of the fans want to see it happen that way. It should have never got to this point. But if you're the Packers now, that's what you have to do. You have to play a very, very high-stakes game of chicken with him and take it all the way to the end because time, and quite honestly, leverage is on your side when it comes to that. Yeah. Now, obviously, if he doesn't play, you're losing a Hall of Famer, and that's never good. Mm. Lewis, uh, from somebody that's been in your position, and I think I can attest to your demeanor and how you handle things, I haven't seen you that fired up before. It seems like this Aaron Rodgers thing bothers you. Well, it, it does, Jay, only in this, in this regard. Okay, I, I've been on both sides, all right? So I, I've been in locker rooms. I've played in games. I've, I've been around superstars. And then at the same time, I switched over, spent 12 years in the front office. I understand how front offices think. I understand how they're all, not always in the right. I understand how players are not always in the right. But I see it from both sides. And I get what Aaron is saying. Believe me, I understand what it's like as a player and having been friends with superstar players who do deserve different levels of treatment and different levels of, let's just say, communication with the powers that be when it comes to their future and the future of things that are surrounding them and that affect their future. And the Packers, quite honestly, didn't do that. They, they just did not do that. And this goes beyond him. And he kind of point, uh, pointed that out when he was talking with Kenny Main on SportsCenter about the fact that they lost a little – he felt in, that they lost sight of the fact that Yes, the Packers are a machine in and, of the, in and of itself, and they have a tremendous history of success for a long time. But let's just say it's not, it's not just about the Packers brand. It's not about the yellow. It's not about the green, you know, the, the logo on the helmet. It's about the people who are inside of that building, the guys who are in those helmets and in those pads that have made this organization what it is. And he feels as though they lost sight of the people 
who really make that thing go in terms of how they communicate with them, how they conduct business, how they make them feel as professionals both on and off the field. I get that. I totally get that. But from a management perspective also, I've also said, look, I don't blame Brian Gutekinds for trying to look towards the future and get a quarterback when he didn't necessarily need a quarterback at that time. But that's the best way to do it. You don't do it after your quarterback has hit the wall and then all of a sudden you're scrambling and panicking trying to figure out who's next. The problem was maybe how he conducted business beforehand with other people that Aaron saw and how he communicated with Aaron himself, who is a Hall of Famer. And they deserve, they have earned different levels of communication and respect from you as management. So I get both sides of it. I, I really do. And, it's, and it sucks, quite honestly. It, it really does. Because now, instead of celebrating a guy who's coming off an MVP season at 37 years old, who is playing at the highest level he can possibly play at, instead of celebrating that, talking about that, having segments about just how good he is, we're talking about, is he going to play? Is he going to show up? And now we have a young man in Jordan Love who has all the talent in the world that we're sitting here scrutinizing whether or not he had a good day in minicamp <laughs> with no pads on and no pass rush. That's you see, you see how things get sideways like that mm-hmm. simply because they didn't communicate. It's amazing. And, and it is true. Everything you said, I mean, it's a fantastic take by you. Absolutely fantastic because you really do encapsulate everything that is going on with that situation, boiling it all the way down to the fact that we are – assessing whether or not Jordan Love had a good day at minicamp. Lewis, we've got to leave it right there. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Thank you, yep. Lewis. You bet, man. Okay, take stuff. care. Lewis Riddick on the what Goodyear hotline brought to you right. by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Home Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. All right, there's a lot there to discuss off Ooh. of what Lewis Riddick said. So let's react to that next. You can too, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. This table's going to fall over. You got too much stuff on it. Really wobbly. I have a laptop. You got At least you got less than Zubin. What is 
<laughs> Zubin might have, he would have all sorts of stuff. It's everything. Got an update on Zubin for anybody. A lot of people do ask how he's doing. I'm told he's doing well. You know, still still taking care of his business uh, on, on the health side of things. And um, still has more to get to. So you guys are stuck with me, I'm told, until at least through the summer. With that being said, who do you like working with more? I love working with Bart Scott. I didn't say. I just asked who it's you like. It's just been a while since I've gotten a chance to work with I was going to ask you. I almost the, forgot. I was going to ask you on your other job because you got so many. Uh, you know, yeah. covering the Knicks. I, I was going to ask you about that. But then you just went right into Bart. No, I wasn't even going to say that. You just said who, who, are, like, who are the top five people you work with? Top five ever I've worked with? That means you have to one give me them, at least nine One of them is going to be. Right, let me begin ten. with number eight. Number eight. Number eight. <laughs> Again, <laughs> it's not your list it's mine and if i want to put 11 i'll put 11 if i want to put 13 i'll put 13 but we don't have a guy that if says i want to put three 11. who are you I'll put three. <laughs> who, who, who are you talking to you were looking down at the ground were you talking to us or were you talking to the people in the studio i, I, I got confused I, I can play the game if you want me to jay and look you right in the eyes and talk to you oh here we but go you're not talking to me now see i know you yeah don't confuse people now I love when Key when Key gets that little look on that. Oh, that no, you know that you know that, you know that face that internally. Like, mm, mm. <laughs> what is that noise? That's what it is. That's what's happening internally for Key. Sound like an old man. Yeah, yeah, something, yeah. Something's <laughs> going on. There. Just, whoever's listening on the radio going, "What is he doing?" Um, Idiot. Lewis Riddick caller. though. Lewis Riddick did say Bully. something though. In, in, he said a lot in that interview we just did with Lewis him. Lewis was hot. Did, did you get a question, Key? Because. I know Jay no, got – No, I asked him. You, you did. All right, yeah, I wasn't sure. It's fine. Because it was basically I'm the one, one question and then, wow. <laughs> no, I asked like, him um, – Dylan, hot fire. I asked him if Aaron Rodgers is going to ever play for Green Bay again. That yeah. was the, the question. Yeah, but his, his response he – he had a couple of responses that were saying kind of the same thing, which is essentially that the Packers are in a position now. They were put in this position by Aaron Rodgers. And now – when well, they're really put in this position by communication. Right, which is something Let's that he's sound, saying. Yeah. Right, he's saying you can get past it. But the bottom line is, is, this is how I feel. Green Bay doesn't have to do anything right now. They don't have to do a thing with Aaron Rodgers right now. Just take a listen to Lewis Riddick and what he just had to say about that situation. If you're the Packers and you're looking at it from a, man- from a management standpoint, from a strategic standpoint, you just sit and wait. Because there's no way you can win and really recoup you know, maximum value or fair value for a guy of his caliber at this point. There's no way you can. So you need to really just sit and wait. You need to play this out to the very, very end with him and test his resolve as far as is he really that committed to not playing for us. That's what they need to do. I don't want to see it happen that way. None of the fans want to see it happen that way. It should have never got to this point. But if you're the Packers now, that's what you have to do. You have to play a very, very high-stakes game of chicken with him. Here's what's interesting about that. So, Lewis Reddick, you heard the passion in his voice when oh, he's yeah. describing, right? So, if that's somebody from the outside that has experience in dealing with scenarios like this to a degree, if that ego is like that, like saying, okay, now I'm going to wait. Now, if we're having a standoff, staring contest, let's see who flinches first. If that's coming from the outside perspective about how he views the situation, how is it viewed internally? Like, if you're Brian Goodenkunst or if you're Mark Murphy, like, what kind of vigor do you have? Right. If you're sitting there saying, okay, that's how Lewis feels about it, imagine how they feel about it. It's just, if that's the case, then that's going to be one hell of a standoff. Yeah. Yeah. Are you willing to sit out a whole season? 
Are you willing to just sit there? And if that's the case, fine, because we're not getting full value for you anyway. And as I said before, especially right now, now maybe after the season I can get a better value for you, but not right now. So why am I doing anything? Let me see how tough you are about sitting out. Y'all show play tough. Y'all play real tough until them eggs start hitting your house and then people start booing you and you two and four and they start calling for your job mm-hmm. and cursing at your wife in the grocery store and attacking your kids because mm-hmm. you screwed it up. Mm-hmm. Good Imagine thing they don't that. Have, well, if they had an owner, of obviously, you wouldn't really have to worry Imagine about your job that, security. Jay. No, I hear when you they start attacking I'm sure, your I'm sure you're that's preaching on that. Because no, you made a decision. To not move Aaron Rodgers. Josh Donaldson made a decision to go after Garrett Cole. How'd that work out last night? We'll discuss. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.